for me. Uh, Jana Babincová. And you come from where, so where were you born and raised? Well, I was born in Vyškov. It's a small town between uh, Brno and Olomouc in Moravia, in Czech Republic. But I left this hometown when I was 15 to study at uh, high school. Then I went to university, to Olomouc. I studied uh, pedagogical university, fine arts and German language. After that, I was teaching for a year the German language, and then I decided to continue to study fine arts, painting. Mm -hmm. So I entered a second university in Brno, Faculty of Fine Arts. So I got two degrees from university. So, and that's a, so it's a equivalent in the U.S. of like a bachelor's and a master's? I got two masters. Two masters. Yeah, I got two masters, which is a bit rare because the first university I did master degree and it allowed me to enter the master program at art university. So I didn't do the bachelor program, you know, I jumped to the master program and it was supposed to be just for two years, uh -huh. but I was there four years because I went to Erasmus program. Uh, Study abroad. Yeah, I Americans. studied in yeah. Spain and in Netherlands. Yeah, I did it the opposite way. Actually, I have two bachelor's degrees. I have a BA and a BFA and then an MFA because mm -hmm. my first BA was not good enough. Like, I mean, if I tried to apply for a master's program with my portfolio for my BA, I would never have gotten in. So I, I needed that extra time at a BFA, focus my attention, focus my style, my interests, my knowledge to be able to be prepared for an MFA program. Mm -hmm. I see. So yeah, yeah, sometimes we have to go for more education. Yeah, yeah. The, the way for me was, a lo was longer, but I am really happy about it because yeah. I could absorb um, many more informations and experiences. And uh, yeah, I think for me personally, it was very good to study long. And then you moved to Prague. Yeah, after my studies, I moved to Prague. But first it was because of I fell in love with a boy who was from Prague. Uh -huh. So it was originally not a purpose to go to Prague. But of course, then I realized that here in Prague are many more opportunities and much wider range of galleries and artistic life. And somehow I got used to the city life also. And, and, when, and when did you move here? 13 years ago. So 2006. Yes. Okay. And so you came for the boy and is the boy still in your life? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so, so one thing didn't work out, but another thing did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, and so, and now you're here, and you have a uh, currently have a studio in a place called Pragovka. 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 I'm yeah. horrible with pronouncing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you've been here in this space since they began, more or less. Since they began, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, in two. 2011, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, so eight, uh, eight years. Eight years, years ago. Yeah. And I was like one of the first people who came here. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I mean, finding studio space, finding quality studio space is a very tough thing in any big city, but I mean, equally here in Prague as well, and also affordable as well. I mean, there's there's one thing to quality as far as having electricity and, and, and well-built and safe and a good lock on the door and all that, but also um, you know, it's nice because this place actually have a, a little bit of a community to it as well. Yes, exactly. So here is a community of artists and all the things you mentioned, basically. For a long time, I was a photographer, so I didn't really need a, a studio space. Yes. I mean, I was a photographer. I could go on location. I could do other things like that. But now I've sort of transitioned, and actually now I need new studio spaces. So I'm becoming much more fascinated with the issues and the politics behind and the, all the different things that happen with, with uh, group studio spaces like this yeah. place. Because this is a, a massive place. There are, what, 40, I think, 40 artists here? Yeah, I guess so. 40, yeah. 50. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a rather large place. And I mean, there's a lot of politics that goes on behind that. And here are also some uh, craft, cr- craftsmen. Craftsmen, yeah. Craftsmen, sure. which is very uh, useful for me also so sure they can, can build stuff for you i can yeah i can use my carpenter neighbor or <laughs> uh, other people to help me with to create the art stuff mm-hmm. and what i feel is very important to have a studio for artists i think for the artists of my kind like because i when i when i came to prague after I split up with the boyfriend, uh, I was living alone in a small flat, two-room flat, but small. And one room was the living room, bedroom and kitchen at one. Right. And the second room was uh, like my studio. But it was not good because it was a room, okay, but I was all time at home. So there was no distance between the private life and the wor- and work. And it was very inconvenient for me. I was searching for studio, but the prices were incredible. The prices were generally the same price as to pay the whole flat. Yeah. And I, I couldn't I, afford to pay two flats. Yeah, I looked but at But then suddenly a friend here. of mine told me, Oh, Jana, I found a place where we can rent studios. So I grab it and... <laughs> and that's here. That's here. So this is your first and only Prague yes. studio. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I looked at studios here and they were approximately the same price as our, our apartment. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's... we. Can, I can't pay that. If I could yeah. pay that, I, we'd have a bigger apartment. Maybe good idea is also to share a studio for young artists who uh, cannot afford own space Mm -hmm. i'm very happy that i don't have to share Mm -hmm. because i work a lot with sound and music so i need my space for myself but i know many people who share like four painters share one studio it's common thing i guess okay i haven't shared a studio in a while you also are currently teaching i know that yes at Anglo-American University yes. as part-time. Do you do yes. any, what, what other side hustles, what other things do you do for extra money or extra whatever? I teach uh, courses, art courses. At and, university? Yes. And uh, I also teach uh, for other institutions. I was working for DOCS, the mm, yeah. Contemporary Art Center, for Kampa Museum, for um, culture center, uh, it's called Zahrada, 
which means garden mm. in English. Yeah. It's so and many more. I I had workshops at festivals. And do you currently have a gallery representing you? Not really. No. I have a gallery that I'm in touch with and they sometimes rent my paintings or sell, but I am not represented by that gallery. Rent your paintings? Yes, they rent my paintings to companies who uh, exchange the art pieces in their offices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know this practice. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they, yeah. They, they time to time ask me to uh, rent, let's say, 10 to 14 paintings to some... Yeah, it's like um, a lease thing. That they, yes, they, they, they yes. Put a, redo an entire office, redecorate yeah. it or yes. anything like that. Yeah. Okay, so th- I didn't know that that was something that was going on here. Yes, it's going on here. Doesn't Not relevant for my work. My work, I do figurative, so it's not going to work. Your work is much more suited for that kind of sort of office spaces. I guess so. Yeah. And you also do commissions and murals and things like this? Time to time. Uh, I did it uh, more in the past. It's kind of demand. Uh, it, it, it demanding, can I say? Demanding, yep. yeah. Because uh, the practice is that as an artist, you have to organize everything on your own. So it means you have to, usually, usually, usually it's the, you know, yeah. there is no support from anywhere, you know. You have Someone, to rent your own scaffolding. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And it, actually you need some uh, cooperation so you need someone to help you and this is time to time complicated to find because i have a girl who helps me time to time to stretch canvases or things yeah i give her money for that but all, of course she's not available all the time and anytime right. yeah so i have to say it happened to me in the past that i uh, ended up with thing that it's very demanding. Not always you got so much energy to do job like this. Yeah, they also yeah? Give you very... because it's huge. Sometimes it's outside. Yeah, you are say, there yeah. alone. You know, so you need someone to to save you a bit. You know, like you know because you have all your stuff in there, and so you definitely need a supporters, yeah. which is. Uh, or cooperation with someone. Right. So so good little like word to the wise if you're going to start doing big mural stuff be a be a very good planner and organizer. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's a whole different yes. kind of a person yes. almost that can do yes. that. But yeah, yes. that, so there's a lot more to it than just put some, you know, design, you know, make an image and then put basically put it up on large scale on a wall. There's the planning, the the cleanup, the 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 you know the fact that you're going to be there for multiple days and you've got to lock your equipment away and clean your equipment and exactly. all this kind of stuff. I have to say, I really I really like the work, the process of painting on the wall, but all the things around it, all the organization, everything. I am able to do it, but I don't enjoy it much, I have to say. Yeah. So, well, unless you can get to a point where you can hire other people to help you do most of yeah. that stuff for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So well, that that sort of leads on to like the idea of how, you know, and not to be like too blunt about it, but like as an artist in Prague, can you make a living from your art only? Yes. So, so just commissions and selling work and work, well, I guess we'll say that workshops is not, so just, I'm uh, saying just producing of work. Uh, if the question was, if is it possible, it is, okay. and I did it. 
Yes, okay. but I don't do it now. I prefer to teach, to have, uh, to have like, let's say, half of my income from teaching okay. because it's my personal thing. I'm, I like it. I enjoy it. I like teaching. Mm-hmm. And the rest I earn from art. For me, this is the better way. But of course, it's also possible to focus just on art, but then you have to be much more active, you know, in the art world. And I don't enjoy this so much, you know, to be in constant touch with gallerists and go to, you must be seen on the scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and yeah. I don't enjoy this very much. I prefer to go out with my friends, yeah. you know, then of course I go to exhibitions but I choose the exhibitions that I really like, not those exhibitions I think I should go. You know, okay. right. but this is the but this is the personal choice. Uh, many people might enjoy it a lot. This actually, I have to say, when I was younger, I uh, was uh, very curious because all the field was new for me. So that time I was going all the exhibitions and the, 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 but now I choose only the things I really like. Okay, sure, that's totally normal. I mean, you know, I'm new to Prague, so like I'm more invested and interested in becoming parts of this community. So I'm out and doing more and doing all this stuff that you have grown out of, basically. I mean, it happens. We all grow out of these things because they're fun at a certain age and a certain level of your career, but at a certain point, like some things become more important to you than others. And in yeah. your cases, your your friends and and having a social your own personal life uh, has taken precedent over you know pushing your career and and being the the I'm at every opening kind of person, which we all know those people. Yeah, I was one of those people at one point. Yeah, that's that's uh, somehow part of the process. Is part think. of the game. Like this is all just a big game, but but it's a game that. We've chosen to play, and the question is sort of how do we choose to play it? Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, some people play it very proactively and, and aggressively, and yes. some people play it more passively, and then so everybody does it their own way. And you, you're, you seem to be finding a nice balance for yeah, yourself. That's how would I describe myself? I'm not very progressive, but I'm also not only passive. Yeah, you know, usually I'm asked to do exhibition. And also, I have to say, the murals and the jobs I got, usually I was asked to do it. So I didn't have to apply too many times. But of course, to some jobs, I had to apply, make an interview and try to get in. And also some artworks that that it was an open call, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were many people applying, so... I was chosen, so I was lucky, happy. Do you, do, do you apply for things like residencies and grants and these yes, kinds of things? Yes, also. I got, yeah, that, that, that's what I wanted to tell you also. Uh, I got the grant uh, for 2018 from... and 19 for a year and a half from the Ministry of Culture. Uh-huh. That's, of course, not that doesn't pay everything, you know. It pays the studio rent for a year and material. Wow, but yeah, that's so a lot. It's, it's a lot. It, it's a big help. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's a, it's as a big an artist, help. If, if I could have my materials covered and my rent of my studio covered, that's a massive yes. amount of support. Yes. No matter what that, no, it doesn't matter what that scale is or the amount, but just, just 
the stress of not even having to worry about that though that's that's a huge stress yeah. taken off of you for a year yeah year it's and a half. huge help and it for to me it came really in time i really needed it somehow it it it, it was really for me it was just great and i really appreciate that i can work much more than i could if i wouldn't have it Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you should know that this kind of grant as a Czech artist, you only can get twice in your life. Oh. So it's, it doesn't. But there are many other possibilities for grants. And but this one from the Ministry of Culture, you only can get twice. Hmm. And then you can apply for a grant uh, to pay you your catalog. Uh-huh. You know, so this. Uh, Extra grants are also available, but always you have to write a project, apply. I have got to get an interview with the, to do a podcast with this these, this person from this the ministry mm-hmm. and talk to them because I mean the, the, just the fact that this even exists is is very odd. I mean it's not common throughout the world to have a, a ministry and and I, mean, I know that even the municipalities, so even just like cities and parts of the cities yes. also give like these little cultural I, grants. Once I got uh, this city grant from <sighs> my hometown. They don't exist the in most were, of the world, though. The money, the money was, or the money were, the money was. Money was. The money was small that time, but it also covered, like, let's say, the material, the half of the material, yeah, or something, because the cost when you when you do exhibition, the costs are high. It's really investment, you know, to to become a visual artist. In my case, I do paintings and spacious installations. So in my case, it's in the beginning, it's really investment. You have to invest your time and you have to invest your money. Without this, is not possible, I guess. Yeah. So if you, if you are not willing to give and invest and wait until it comes back, it's not possible to do it. That's what I'm sure about. Yeah, same. I mean, same thing with any creative thing. I mean, you have to, you have to choose to learn a creative thing, and then you have to master it enough that it, you're doing it well enough that people are willing to invest back in you, basically. So, I mean, whether it's learning new software, a new yeah. technique, or whether it's you know learning a new medium or whatever it is, like it all takes a a huge amount of sort of a learning curve to to get up to the point where you're actually professional-ish or master, have some mastery of these techniques to the point that you could then get some return on that investment, which is very different than a lot of industries because like my wife works in uh, finance and accounting and stuff. So it's very much, you learn something and you do it there. It's, yeah. it's very like A to B to C, whereas the creative fields are very much like A and I'll keep learning and learning until I get like halfway there. Then, then potentially maybe that'll turn into something, but maybe not because maybe then that'll lead you down another path that you then have to learn something else. And yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so uh, like it's, it's fully, it's almost like your entire life is just a series of experiences and learning that you continually are evolving and incorporating into your work. To potentially then try and get money back yeah from. yeah yeah but somehow uh what i can notice the artists who are not um how to say 
capable with money or somehow uh, yeah, yeah. they have a hard life because the money are somehow part of it, you know. So it's uh, somehow you must think how you make your ends meet and how you invest. And I have noticed that many artists are not willing to invest, you know. They make excuses like, I don't have money to buy camera or uh, this and that, you know. It's like that you really need... You, I think when you want to do the art professionally, you have to be willing to invest, like, really to, to buy the equipment, like good computer, good camera. Rent a nice uh, space. Rent a nice space, uh, invest to some course to be able to shoot nice photos, because then you, otherwise, actually, that's what I do. You pay kind of uh, expensive photographers to shoot every piece you do, because you need a professional photos. It's not possible to do it without all these uh, investments. Yeah. And you must be a good organizer because in this country it doesn't work the way that the gallerist does it for you, you know. Here usually the artists do, do it on their own or they have a personal manager, manager yeah. let's um, say. Yeah. And yeah, I think very rarely the gallerists really take care uh, of the artists, but uh, I don't know many, many people who have this service. Usually the people do do it on their own or somehow the, the wife or the husband does it for them or a friend or a mother, I don't know. But really, usually there is a someone who does this um, background work for the artist. Interesting. Here in this country, it works different way than you are probably used uh, from the US or Western Europe. I have learned that everything is different. Uh, than the U.S. Yes. Um, the, I mean, everything that I, you know, held dear, but everything that I was taught or, or had under learned and understood, either it's changed and I simply wasn't paying attention, which is possible because, I mean, I was off teaching and doing other things and, 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 and maybe I just wasn't paying attention to all the, the changes that have been going on in the arts world. But all of a sudden I got here to Prague and I started paying a lot of attention to how the art world works. And the one thing that I came up with was I have absolutely no idea how the art world works anymore. Now, whether I knew it before or not, is that's up for mm -hmm. debate also. Maybe I didn't know before, but I certainly don't know now. I mean, with the addition of the internet and social media and all this kind of stuff, like I have no idea how this all works. I guess it has changed even since... I was a student, that time it worked different way. These days I noticed, uh, and I do it also because that's, that's the time, uh, the social media uh, do a lot of work. So when you are not on Instagram, you don't exist. That's what I think. Except the very famous artists who are already very well known. So maybe they don't need it because maybe some galleries do the promotion for them. But what I have noticed, all the artists, the young artists and the beginning artists do a lot of work on Instagram and maybe still Facebook hmm. and maybe Twitter if they do text. Twitter yeah. and these art blogs, blogs, blogs. Like uh, Tumblr, Tumblr, Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, blogs. Gotcha. Yes, Blo blogs. I, I heard blogs. Blo blocks. I'm like Blo design. Yeah. My pronunciation blog. is yeah, blog. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tumblr uh, is still out there. People still use that. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. So for you, from your own personal experience, for the amount of time, effort, and stress that you've put into your social media, have you seen a direct benefit from it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To me, Share. Give me some stories yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, to me, it happened sometimes that I uh, posted my painting online and someone wrote me a message uh, he wants to buy it. Really? Just really? that straight? Yes, that's straight. And is this somebody who knew your work before? Or? Uh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So it was someone who was like longer time interested and wrote me something like, oh, Jana, this piece, I really love it. I was waiting until you uh, create something that I always wanted to buy something from you. And now I, I feel this is it. Okay. And I said, okay, come for it. <laughs> of course, it, 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 doesn't, it does not happen to me like often. It happened a couple of times. But I know artists who tell, told me, and I believe it, they put the work online and 10 people ask them to buy it. Okay. And like, if they do it every day, they would sell it every day. There's gotta but be that's a, a bit of kind of, I have to tell you that it's a little bit kind of different, different work, like very um, popular, let's say very popular. Uh, what do you mean by popular? Like naked girls <laughs> like because that's what social media really is all about uh, not naked girls but cute sweet stuff let's say i don't know somehow very okay. very so uh, colorful illustrations yes illustrative work okay. for instance but mm. i know it we are talking about how the social me social media work so the social media also work this way it's also a cell stream can we say i find that it's a it and again maybe i'm completely wrong on this but there seems to be a price point that people are willing to buy a certain price point or below via some social media website whatever but over a certain price point yes not really gonna buy without something else some like a a gallery exhibition a museum a curator some somebody somebody else involved to say yes this is worth that investment this is worth that price but the, there is a price point i don't know what that price point is but there is a price point where people will buy on the internet sort of almost mm-hmm. like a, an impulse buy almost because the price is uh, you know just a fun price basically you know under i don't even know what 20 euros let's say something like that 25 euros people would buy that online sure but i mean but then yeah but this is this, this what like, i'm talking about is not about uh selling uh, artworks online this is about that someone that this is the channel that you you actually present your work and someone likes it and comes to your studio to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was not talking about uh, selling it online. Okay. But I, I think selling online works also. Hmm. But usually I would guess as a, as a channel, you know, usually the people want to come and see the art piece uh, in real before yeah. they buy it, you know. I cannot imagine... People would uh, order it online, and I would sell that sell that uh, per post. Oh, people do it. Do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't do this. I would always want to see it in real the. Well, we're artists. The, we want to see touch. the tangible yeah, things. Yeah. Like we we want that, but the, not everybody cares about that. Yeah. A lot of people will buy, you know, real, real sight unseen. I mean, seen on screen, but not seen in reality. People do it. It does happen, but doesn't happen very often that's the thing is i keep hearing 
you know, I've been asking everybody I talk to about social media, like how useful is it? Because we all invest a lot of time and energy and stress. Like, should I post this? Should I not post? Is this a better picture of it? Is that a better? You know, should I tell people that I was at this place? Should I even tell people about this exhibition? Like the exhibition's crap, but my work looks great in it. You know? Yeah. What do you, how, you know, how do you battle with that to like make the right decisions? I think it's a good way. If someone does not like it, they don't have to watch it, right? <laughs> you know, uh, some people are jealous, some people are envious, some people hate you anyway, you know, so it doesn't matter. So I like to present like what I do because somehow uh, I believe I got many people online who are interested in it and I and there are also many people... I, I, I think it's just advertising field or advertising uh, possibility. You can advertise your exhibition or your work for free. And uh, well, but it's not free because of the amount of time and energy we have to put into it that we're taking away from some other thing. Sure, sure, it takes some time, but you know, when you get used to it, it depends. You know, okay, how much time do I spend with putting things online? maximum an hour a week maximum okay you know like, some people a lot more some people yeah a lot some people less. do it you know i don't do it daily you know i don't do daily update uh, agenda uh, to put things online to make people aware i exist hmm. i only put things online when i got new stuff or a good mood or uh, exhibition or some exciting experience so actually i can say i do it according my emotional uh, according my feelings, according my mood. These days, the diaries are popular, I guess. Di- di- diaries, you know, that you that you create. Uh, in Czech language, it's called denník, which in English is diary. Like daily, daily notes. Yeah. What you do, you know, and you can uh, make a collage of visual photo, yeah, yeah. music, sure. and it, it's online only for one day. So it's yeah. always updated and fresh. That's and the, I know these insta- young people love it. Instagram works Instagram this way. Instagram stories. Yes, yeah, Instagram yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this works out also within the, the art world, I noticed. Okay. You know, the people who present art, the gallerists and... Uh, some artists, they do. That's the question, how you can make your, your, your living from it. Because some artists do work that is much better sellable than the others. And here, are, you know, I'm kind of lucky because the work I do is also suitable just to buy it as a nice thing uh, to have at home, for instance, you know. Right, what's the you nature know? of like product-based or, or an object-based artwork versus like your sound installation performance yeah. pieces those are those are that's a very different genre and yes. a very different that work is very institutional and 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 collection kind of like thing it's not you're not going to have somebody buy a 
performance piece and put it in their house. So, I mean, you, did you make a conscious choice to say, okay, it's like Christo, uh, where he makes prints and objects that he sells, and then when he sells those, that funds his large-scale installation yeah, pieces. that's so- the same way as it works with me, because I do it the way that all the money I make from art, I invest back to art. As a common entrepreneur who is clever, you know, like uh, if you earn money, it's not a good idea to go on holiday. It's a good idea to invest it back to your, to, to, you know, I always, when I sell a piece, I always go and buy canvas, you know, and, 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 or, or better colors. And, you know, I'm happy, like, okay, I sold a piece. So let's support the work. Well, that's you an know. interesting question because uh, in my household, we have chosen to actually create a, physically a separate bank account that I have for my art practice that has its own physical bank account. So any sales that come in from art go into that bank account and any basically any art supplies I purchase, I purchase from yeah. that bank account. So we've decided to separate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the question is like, do you do something like that where you sort of really keep your finances very separate, sort of a, a business account and a personal I account? I don't have a separate accounts. But I know very well what money comes where from and where I put my money. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm kind of good accountant. Yeah. So for your your inst- large scale, like your installation, sound work, and this kind of stuff, that's tough to get money to do per se, and 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 it's even more difficult really to f- even find opportunities for it. How do you do that? Uh, the gal- usually it's an open call from a gallery. Uh, I apply. And then the gallery gives you some budget. Never the budget is enough, of course. Of course. It doesn't pay your time usually at all. No. And But I have to say I was lucky recently that the budgets from the galleries covered, like, let's say, the material and the help I needed. Transport. Transport. But my time was never paid. Right. So it means two months you work on a beautiful exhibition and you don't get money. So then you have to find the money somewhere else, which means in my case that I sell paintings, you okay. know, and I like painting, you know, I connect the painting with my installations. So they are compact, you know, I have the vision one day I will make a book where all these things will be mixed together and at my webpage is mixed together and you can see the inspiration. So I come from drawings to paintings and to the installations that, and I develop the same principle because I got the conceptual principle of uh, coding things uh, like letters to colors and uh, sounds to shapes, let's say. So, and there is a wide uh, range of possibilities how and where you can develop. I also, also work with um, projections and I cooperate with other artists, with musicians. But the painting, because I was a painter originally, so somehow the painting, I just love it, you know. I love colors. Uh, once I was told that I have, I, that I have like extreme uh, color talent to to paint the colors and i really love it i love colors that is a big thing it's like i'm horrible with color so i am like a color oriented artist also so i really love uh, painting i really enjoy mixing the color the the i love the craft also and uh, so i enjoy it and 
that's also a product you can sell. Without uh, selling painting time to time, it would be really hard. I would have to probably apply much more for grants and things. And I really enjoy, it depends what you enjoy. I enjoy much more paint a picture and sell it than write grants, you know. It's for me very annoying activity. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, so, it, it, it takes a different kind of mindset to yeah, like, be and, a, and, and a somehow. And somehow it's also like, you know, asking for a grant is asking for something, you know. I'm much more familiar with do something, do some work and sell it because, you know, I feel I am grateful for the grant I got and it's a huge support and I'm honored that the state gave me that supported my work. Indeed. So it's great. But I'm not the kind of person who enjoys asking many institutions for money and stuff. I feel like we're constantly begging and asking. Like we're we're asking for uh, the opportunity to exhibit it in a particular gallery. We're asking for the opportunity for a curator to come look at our work so that we might have some exhibition with them in the future. Mm-hmm. We're asking for money. We're we're, we're yes. like our entire lives is we we make something and then we just we basically ask people to like what we do. Yes, that that that's right, and uh, that's the feeling I don't like. That's why <laughs> I uh, somehow don't do it so often. I believe I could be much more successful if I would do these activities more often to m- be more proactive, ask people to come and and offer them, and it definitely works. Yeah, you know when. I believe it works. It's 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 actually it does, good yeah. to be proactive, but depends what kind of personality you do. How 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 often you are able to do these things. I've worked in art galleries, and I can sell the shit out of somebody else's art, no problem. But if I put my own art, even in that same gallery, I can't sell my own art. Yeah, I am I am my own worst salesperson, but I could sell the hell out of your work. Yeah. So like there, there's that uh, uh, subjective nature or, or lack of detachment that like I can't sit here and tell you why you should love my work because it's, yeah, it's exactly. me, it's mine. Yeah, it's it sounds selfish also and somehow you don't feel comfortable with it, right? Like I don't know why I can't I, do I don't it because I can sell yours, but I can't sell mine. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably the same thing. Like you have difficulty yeah, exactly. selling your own work. Yeah, I, I have difficulties with uh, posting my work online. You know, I do, but always I'm like, shall I? You know, and then I say, okay, let's do it. But I believe there are many people who don't have this trouble, who are proud and happy and they really enjoy the attention. I also enjoy I the say, attention. We all enjoy attention. Yes, <laughs> but somehow I am like, I feel somehow like, a bit ashamed or if is it a good way if I won't bother anyone with my stuff you know if someone is really curious you know so there are some doubts you know always always. and this is maybe what I would like to mention also that to be an artist it's good to which is contraproductive actually you know you need to be emotional but then when you try to sell or present your work, it's good not to be too emotional, you know? It's good not to, not, not to be too touchy, you know? Not to, not to... You don't hug your clients and all that? No, uh, no, no, no. I don't. I'm but totally I mean, kidding. you should be used to hear the critique and some uh, 
uh, you know, like... Yeah, it's a, a, a objective, a sort of objective, sort of take yourself away from the emotional element and be, uh, like, instead of describing the emotions of what you put into your work, you, you describe literally the work, like, objectively, yeah. is yeah. one way. I often tell my students when I when uh, when we do critiques not to use the terms I, me, and my when talking uh-huh. about work because when you use I, me, or my, it's it's a personal opinion. Yeah. Versus, fa- sort of uh, objectively yeah. stating what's there. Somehow, <laughs> I always have a sentence in my mind of my professor, and he said, "Art is not art therapy." Nice. You know, so it's like uh, we all artists, all we have many emotions and many experiences, but who is interested in this, you know? It's like, yes, you want to share your experience, but I believe the experience must be somehow transformed in the universal language that it's that you make some something of it, not that, that you tell people, I, I have this, experience i'm I'm depressed i'm depressed or i am in love or i don't know whatever you know i think this is this is this is not what the art should speak about actually somehow art can be very expressive and visceral and emotive but it's not necessary Mm -hmm. yeah but it it, it's it's about the depends on what you're trying to share I mean, some people, I know plenty of artists who are very, um, call it guarded or, or they don't, they don't want to share their emotions, but they make beautiful, whatever experiences, objects, the, the thing they make, they have great craftsmanship and they have great expressive qualities in their work, but they're not expressing their inner emotions and their childhood traumas and all this. Yeah. Like, that's not necessary to make beautiful arts. You, you can make beautiful works without being damaged i actually had i had a student one time that asked me is it necessary for it to be an artist that you have either a a tortured childhood or uh, some drug or drinking addiction and i I wanted to say yes just to see what would happen but i didn't i said no Mm -hmm. it's not necessary but but it does seem like those kinds of things are more common in the arts like uh, psychological issues childhood traumas addictions drinking like these seem to be common like I, i'm i'm as guilty as anybody else i have a you know, previous drug addiction so well i mean the, 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 the question is is like does the viewer care do they need to to experience all of that gravitas all that emotional weight like does it matter to the viewer is that important i don't think so i don't think so maybe especially when you want to have an art piece at home for yeah. instance. You don't want maybe depressing you don't want, because you know your your life changes also and maybe you don't want to look all the time at some artist's drama with his uh, whatever <laughs> being in love uh, or being out of love. Yeah, somehow I think the emotions should be transformed into some form. Yeah. Well, you let's wor- call it maybe interesting, beautiful. Well, you work whatever. in an abstract nature in your in your painting, so like you know the, that transition from necessarily an emotive expression is being abstracted in your work. Yes. So for me, it's a it's a big topic actually this transformation of things because the things I do are actually very emotional because I quote the texts into the paintings very mm-hmm. often so i choose the text that 
No, 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 it's not that I choose the text, you know, the text usually somehow comes to me, you know, I listen, I, I, I hear a great song I like, uh, I read a poem I really like, something that, or someone tells me some information or some clever clue that I really enjoy or it's, it, it touches me, so then I transform this into the, into the abstract form and colors and I fix it for myself, you know, into the form of painting. So somehow it looks so a bit unpersonal, abstract, geometric, but inside is the very personal information. Which goes back to what you were saying, which is like there is an emotive nature to it, but it's underlying and you and you've sort of transformed it in a manner so that it's not necessary for the viewer to know it, but it might enhance their appreciation if they did know it yes exactly they they uh, might but they mustn't it's not necessary it's not necessary to know i did not know that about your work so it actually makes it a little bit more interesting for me as well thank you yeah when when i was younger i really appreciated the opportunity to be here with with other art with the other artists and uh, share with them experiences and also the time because usually younger people have more time than because as you are getting older you uh, you are getting more duties and uh, and your work uh, is already developed so you know what you are working on me personally i got so many projects that i would like to that i want to work on so I feel always that I don't have enough time. So I appreciate most time to be alone. I'm not getting in touch with other people here much. Of course, I speak with with people I know at the cafe, but I don't invite much people here to my studio. And because, you know, I used to do this a lot when I was younger yeah. or in the past, let's say. But... Uh, these days, I save these communications just for the situations when I'm with someone who really does something that I'm interested in, because I feel like I got enough of the general knowledge of how other people work. So for me now, it's much. I feel better to focus on what 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 what's my topic, you know, or somehow what's 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 my interest. I can imagine I would have studio somewhere out of any community i don't have problem with this yeah it's interesting how we, we often do sort of grow out of these things and in especially some ways. these days you got the online connections so when i feel lonely i can chat with someone or make Skype a phone with call yeah. with my uh, uh, wireless headphones yeah. or you know and i teach part-time so i get the social contact with students and then I appreciate to be alone in my studio and work. Yeah. And focus on my work. Also, like, meditate a bit, you know, because my, my, my painting is kind of meditative work because it's a very precise uh, technique. Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, painting my, my, my pictures is a bit like, um, I don't know in English, vishivani. Um, you know, you saw... Sewing machine. Sewing, yeah. yeah. Quilting. And quilting? Quilting. Like when you have a cloth 
and usually the women do these things that they and they make the blankets yeah yeah yeah. so it's guilting quilting quilting like you when you make the crosses oh no that's cross stitch cross stitch cross stitch yeah so you know my painting is a bit like similar pro- process like making this cross stitch you must be patient you must have your vision and you go step by step but i never know how the painting will look uh, in the end you know i make uh, the sketch or the, the the design but it never looks the same way when i do it on the on the canvas we're well, yeah? using so a different medium so like the different medium, medium and it's div- it, it 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 develops its own way you know so you put one color and then you change it you know and it's so uh, i have to a bit long process and i have to focus meanwhile it's not about design it and then repaint it right you know so it's more like inspiration or sketch yes yes to then large scale yes yes all right well so uh, let's wrap up with my final two questions that i ask everybody okay Uh, my first question is somewhat easy you're a teacher this shouldn't be too hard for you which is what advice from your own experiences would you give to another artist who's trying to enhance their career in some way um, either a story of a failure, something you did wrong, and you encourage them to avoid something, or something, some success that you believe might help somebody uh, that mm, it's not an obvious thing that, like, oh yeah, that's a trick. I'm afraid I don't know uh, about any uh, really trick <laughs> that you can apply. Somehow I, th- I believe it's a balance uh, between hard work good ideas, uh, connection with other artists and the art world. Of course, also communication skills, communication, definitely. Part of the process is also writing emails, texting messages, uh, communication with with the personal way, but also the the PC work, let's say. Mm Throw back to actually a previous thing that you said was um, about writing about your work, about how you don't like writing grants and all this. How do you feel about people, we'll call it outsourcing writing grants? So like a grant writer could write, you can pay, pay somebody yes, to do that yes, for you. Yes. Have you ever done that? Partly. Yeah. I had a, I had a, I ordered help with it. So I, I don't want anyone else write about my work, so I always do it on my own that I write the idea. But then I got someone who helped me to form it the better way. And was it a friend, a or did you pay this person? Like, was this an actual professional uh, or just a, an associate? It was a barter. Okay. It was a barter. I love bartering. I think that's yeah, fabulous. So barter, is, and this is also a good idea. I use the barter because, as an artist, you got a lot of artworks. So you can give a painting to your dentist if you want. I love it. Seriously, <laughs> do you have a dentist I can do that with? Uh, yes. I didn't do it, but a friend of mine, she did it. And the dentist was happy because he was also art collector. Oh. So I want, for him... I, I want a landlord that will accept art as rent. Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, just, I'm interested in whether or not people feel comfortable and are willing to and how many people engage in using outside writers. Because I think most of us as creative people, we're so in, involved and emotionally involved and engaged in our work. It's, sometimes it's difficult for us to step back and, and, and really 
eloquently explain the work because we're so personally attached to it. Yes, I think, but I think it's good to be able to speak basically about the content of your work, but not all artists are good writers, as you mentioned. So it's, 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 I think it's a good idea uh, to, to cooperate with someone, with curator who, who does this work for you. I got in my life like about 10 curators who described my work. Always when I had exhibition, there was someone who wrote the text. And then it's it's also inspiring uh, for me. The, yeah. the other people have the insight, their sometimes, own insight. Yeah, they, they the see things completely differently yes, sometimes. Yes, yes. I think it's a good idea to, to, to cooperate with curator or someone, but it depends what kind of personality you are. I am very self-standing person you know I really like since I was a child my parents told me always that I was shouting I do it on my own you know so Mm. I am the person I like to do things on my own because I like to be my own boss but of course I accept advice and uh, support yeah but I believe there are artists who like and get much more support and it all it's also a way how you can work you know that you are more connected with the with the curator and somehow your work is more influenced by contemporary flow or you know like so you my, so my people... work is very individual you know mm. i somehow I'm a little bit out, you know, with, with the, you know, my work is not like uh, in, up to date or how to say, you know. I, trendy. I, trendy, yeah. My work is not trendy at all, I think. But that's not a quality that I am interested in, actually. Which doesn't mean that I don't like, I love the trendy things, you know. All, I, I, I follow it and I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know. But sure. for me, I always ask the question, okay, let's see it in 10 years if it still will be cool yeah. or just boring, you know? yeah. like, because usually then, then appear so many things within the trend that I believe only a couple of them will be the best ones. Sure. And that's what, the, what, what will make the value of the thing. Yeah. Well, like when I was in school, it was always, well, my teachers at uh, Corcoran were always talking about how timeless you, you mm-hmm. want to you want to create some a piece of art that transcends time that it's a beautiful piece of art no matter when it was made and no matter yeah. when it will be viewed in the future it still is inherently beautiful regardless of when it was made yeah like that's the way i was taught yeah that's actually the way i was taught also part of the process of this is that i'm going to do the process of trying to get a piece of my artwork exhibited in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. I want to learn how the art world works well enough to be able to get my work into an extremely prestigious institution. In my case, I've chosen the Museum of Modern Art in New York. And every advice that I receive from people, I will do it. <laughs> and I will keep everybody listening to the podcast up on the process of like whether they were whether it was successful or, if, or didn't work or whatever okay okay so probably i would uh, do a research uh, within the institutions which of them uh, exhibit kind of work you do 
because I don't think it makes sense to apply for an institution that does not show photos ever, you know, like, so if you are a photographer, I would probably focus the museums and galleries who show photography, and then I would research the the exhibitions and the curators who did these exhibitions. And uh, if I would find uh, that some some of them is interested somehow in the ideas I have or you have, I would probably um, write an email to this person. Of course, the best way, probably these people get many emails. Probably the best way would be to somehow... Um, try to meet the, per, uh, the 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 person in person. Somehow try to show them your work. Some or maybe make an exhibition here and invite or somehow send the photos of the exhibition. I don't know. Definitely there must be contact between you and the person who organizes the exhibitions, which is probably curator. I like it. I'm going to summarize it. I believe it basically it's research, research, research. Uh, so yeah. I just do lots of research to make sure that the person or people that I try to target to help me yeah. Yeah. has done has shown interest in work like mine or or in similar medium or similar subject matter, whatever. But yes. like basically, don't don't just attack random curators. Yes, you know, find somebody that you believe has, and and even you know, then you could I could even personalize it saying. I saw the catalog from the exhibition that you did here, and I believe that there's some yeah. re- relationship between my work and the work that you were using there. Mm-hmm. You know, like make them make it make them feel like you actually put work into it. Yeah, and I think it's a really good advice not to shoot too many directions because you know this is also a technique let's say that many people do you know try as many possibilities as I can you know you know and then one or two might became real right but I hate personally this kind of uh, process I always choose something what I really like and like say hit the target you know like uh, not to lose too much energy to because every try to get in touch with someone is your energy so I wouldn't lose it and and it's also potentially your reputation also also you know like someone who is trying to be everywhere uh, it's just when those curators talk to each other too so they could be like hey did you get an email from this person yeah Yeah. i got that email too so like that doesn't look good if you if you too many people receive some anonymous email from you like that's not good on your reputation either yeah and maybe somehow it's but we are talking about advice maybe it's good to make the person notice that you know the person that you know what the person does you know like not that you are trying just because oh i think you are important so that's why i am selling you my work look at this you know i would probably always write like look i have read many of your texts i really like it because i do something what's in touch so i'm trying to get in touch with you Right. So basically try to make a personal connection yes. rather than just a purely sort of business, business financially, like sales kind of connection. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. You know, somehow I believe that the, the, with me, all the cells are actually side effects. 
you know it's it's not the it's not the goal it's side effect and i always try not try i always do that i always first exhibit the things at exhibition and then i sell them maybe sometimes yes or no depends yeah i i knew some collectors that used to say that like they they loved buying art for the story that went with the piece the object is just a physical manifestation of some great story of them meeting the artist or an experience they had at a, at a, at a performance or a gallery experience or whatever. So they, they really, they didn't buy for the, the necessarily aesthetics of it or the quality of the piece, but they bought because they loved the story that it reminded them of. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.